Welcome back, listeners. Welcome back to the Somerville Advice Givers Podcast, where we connect you with the advice you need for when life happens. I'm your host, Yaden Smith, and this week we have on the show Somerville's very own Britt Regan, the uh, owner, operator, chief, uh, chief brace giver over at Regan Orthodontics. Britt, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks, Yaden. I appreciate you having me here today. Very good. So, Britt, uh, let's see. I think the first time we met, was it was it in a running group? Was it at F3 or um, was it at St. Paul's, possibly? I think it was at St. Paul's. I think it was at Maybe church. the chamber, church, one of those things. Later at F3, working out together um, in the gloom. And then one of the best stories I have, if I can, <laughs> oh, here it comes. I okay. got to know Yaden by I tell everybody this story that knows that, that even remotely knows Yaden. Or if they think his name sounds cool, I'll still tell them the story. <laughs> um, so we were on a men's hike. I'll do this as brief as I can, but we were on a men's hike um, several years ago. And right around the same time of year, March. Sure. It was the springtime, yes, I remember. Because okay, right. I'm never going on a men's hike in spring again. It, and, and it was supposed to be really good weather, and we hiked in about, I think it was about 10 miles mm-hmm. in, and we set up camp with a group of, I don't know, 15, 20 guys. Um, the weather began to turn and get very cold and also very rainy. So that night, everybody goes to their respective sleeping quarters, tents, etc. Nobody knows each other too well yet. Um, I wait. Here's my experience of it. So I wake up the next morning <laughs> out of a one-man tent that was pretty new and very waterproof, feeling pretty good. I'm dry. <laughs> I'm well rested and I'm dry and I walk over and uh, this guy who I'd barely met says, Hey Brett, with pretty much a smile on his face. Like he's talking now. He said, would you mind help helping me wring out my sleeping bag? And I was like, yeah, sure. Uh, man, like what happened? So, so I grab one end, he grabs the other end. We ring out his feather sleeping bag that I am by the way, allergic to, but I did it anyway, cause I love you. <laughs> and we ring it out. And then everybody gets packed up and we start hiking another 10 miles to get out of there because it's freezing, it's pouring rain. (laughs) And as we hike out, um, I'm in full rain gear. I've got rain boots. Uh, I mean, I am just, I'm ready to go. I'm not, I'm again, I'm dry. And, and Yaden is hiking in, I believe it was new balance tennis shoes Mm -hmm. and a pair of wool pants. And he proceeds to tell me about his, uh, night of sleep or lack thereof the night before where his, Old Russian, if I'm saying this correctly, his <laughs> that, old Russian. Um, My Russian hammock from 1997. Hammock. Okay, yes. <laughs> Failed you in the middle of the night. Landed on the ground. Catastrophic failure. <laughs> Catastrophic failure. You end up soaking wet and sharing a tarp underneath Todd Davenport's yep. tarp. Who, who had a tarp there. And you, you spent the remaining part of the <laughs> darkness under there. But the, the what I remember the most was that... Yaden hiked for 10 miles the next day in New Balance and wool pants, smiling and having a good time. And I don't know how he did that. And ever since that day, I've had a lot of respect for you. And that's why I'm here this morning. So oh, Brent, there I, you go. I'd do anything for you. <laughs> I love that story. Thinking about that, I remember the look on your face when we're ringing out the sleeping bag. You're like, what? Yeah. It's like five gallons of water yes. in the sleeping bag. It was, it was pretty crazy. It weighed about 20 pounds. Oh, my gosh. Yes. I think that's really when our friendship really kind of uh, gelled. 
Yes. <laughs> in that in that <laughs> shared terrible experience. Yes. Well, uh, today we're with Somerville Advice Givers. What we what we like to do is talk about talk about your story. You know, let's just jump right into it. How did okay. you get to Somerville? What did you do before you were an orthodontist? How did you get to where you are now? Okay, so I grew up in Greenwood, South Carolina, which is in the upper part of our state. Yep. Um, northwest corner. Some people know where it is. People don't. It's a beautiful little town, by the way. Um, grew up there. I was the. I have an older brother. I have a younger sister. And, you know, I'm three generations from there. So that was a, it was a great place to grow up. Um, you know, we all have a little bit of a story of how we arrived at what we're doing. So... I did not grow up wanting to be a dentist or an orthodontist. <laughs> and I had a neighbor that was a dentist, um, and I liked him. He was a nice guy. I had a, I had a good experience at the dentist when I went. Um, it would, you know, all that was very positive. Um, and when I was in high school, my mother, when I was 14, she got a brain tumor. And about that same time, oh. yep, so about that same time, I started reading on, on healthcare, and one of the things that I read was Ben Carson's book, Gifted Hands, mm -hmm. yep. which is the first book he ever wrote, and it's an amazing read. I was 14, maybe 15 years old at the time, and it really got me focused on healthcare, and I thought, this is what I want to do with my life. I want to be, I want to be in healthcare. I want to, do, I want to be a brain surgeon. So um, I, at the time, I was working at my grandfather's pharmacy and did some other odd jobs that I also had. So fast forward a little bit, I was a senior in high school and I got an opportunity to do rotations at the Mayo Clinic in Rochester, Minnesota for a summer, be a summer intern wow. student. Nice. It was really just kind of a divine mm -hmm. scenario that worked out um, and I'm very appreciative of that opportunity. So I got to be in healthcare all day, every day for at least, at least, you know, a few months right. and get to see the various aspects of being a uh, physician and after that, the other thing that was that was really on my mind was that um, I had great parents, and my, my father was a traveling salesman, so he was gone most of the week. And, and he, he was always present when he could be there. I mean, so that's, that's just right. what he did yeah. to provide for our family. Um, but I also wanted for my I, I wanted something different for my family. I wanted to be able to be a little bit more present. So I thought, mm -hmm. okay, I don't know. The, the, the aspects of medicine that I saw that summer, really didn't lend itself as much to the family life, at least back then it didn't. Mm -hmm. Back in okay. the early 90s, sure. late 80s, it was not as, you, you worked long hours. It was just, it was it was hard. I think a lot of that now is, it, I, I think different, but I don't know. I, I probably have a lot of physician friends that would tell me otherwise still. <laughs> so um, I said, this is maybe not what I want to do with my life. So got into college. I really enjoyed problem solving, got into genetics, and thought, this Ooh. is what I want to do with my life. <laughs> I'm going to be a geneticist. I'm going to be a geneticist. So <laughs> I did what you should do, and I, I was an intern at a genetic center for the summer. Oh, my gosh. And so I micro-pipetted my summer away, which if you don't know what that is, it's terribly boring. <laughs> There's a reason you don't know what it is if you don't yes, know what it is. Yes, I spent a summer in the lab <laughs> dealing with radiation. I'm still not sure what this mole is on my back. No, I'm just kidding. So... Um, and it was also that summer that, you know how things happen in your life, like sometimes you try to force things to happen. Mm -hmm. And sometimes they, you have to seek and you have to be proactive. Right. And you got to put your best foot forward. As a friend of mine, Gary Beeson likes to say, put your best foot forward and let God take care of the rest. So here I am putting my best foot forward, right? I'm, I'm trying to figure out what I want to do. I've gone to Rochester. I'm working in the genetic center. And now I'm living on the lake with a buddy of mine 
who's not charging me any rent, which is very nice. And the guy across the lake is a new orthodontist in Greenwood that just got out of residency, and he likes to water ski, and he needs somebody to pull him water skiing. And I happen to live across the cove. <laughs> and he knows my brother. So this is how the connection gets made, right? So you start driving a ski boat. So, yeah. So he calls me. He's like, hey, can you do this in the evening? And I was like, sure, I'll meet you out there, and we can share a beverage, and we can water ski. So that's what we did. And we're sitting in a cove. I still remember this moment like it was yesterday. We're sitting in a cove. He's like, I don't really know if what inspired him to ask me this question because we didn't know each other well. He was like, you know, what are you going to do with your life and all this stuff? And you hadn't just helped him wring out a sleeping bag or anything. Right. No, it's not no bonding moment you know. like that, right? And um, I was like, you know, I really don't know. I told him some of the things I was thinking about. And he said, well, have you ever considered dentistry? And I said, you know, I've never thought about dentistry. So he starts to tell me a little bit about it. And... It li- literally, the next day, I try to set up, I, or I do set up, uh, an opportunity to shadow several dentists, mm-hmm. and I was like, this is perfect. This that is was what it. I want to do. I want to help people. I want to talk to people. The other mm-hmm. part about genetics is that I didn't get to see people too much, at least my <laughs> end of it. I Just staring at a screen or yes, a... In a micro pipe that. So that was, that was fun, uh, and that, so I kind of got to blend a little bit of what was also cool about it was that I get to blend a little bit of both of my grandfathers. One of my grandfather was a pharmacist and the other was a cobbler who, who is a shoe repair. Yeah. And so now I get to work with my hand and prescribe drugs. It's pretty cool. So pretty neat. That's amazing. Yep. And I get to stay and I get to be home with my family a lot. Right. I mean, granted I work a lot, but I also get to, I'm close by. Right. So it worked out. Not not quite as many life and death emergencies in orthodontics or dentistry as there might be if you were a surgeon on call. Exactly. You have to be there for somebody right. if you're a surgeon on call. And you have to be there for somebody if, if braces emergency. Right. They're just few and far between. <laughs> yeah. I'm not saying I'm not there for them. I am. So yes. No, you're definitely there. In fact, yes. I remember from when we when we first met, one of the things that I still remember from our conversation that I keep telling people, even to this day, is that you are one of the orthodontists in Somerville that also lives here. Absolutely. Yes, I do. Because not everybody who does what you do lives in the same community. Right. And I think that's a big piece. I mean, to me, that's a big piece. I think that's of, huge. Of practicing somewhere. If you're going to be a, if you're going to practice and have your name on the sign or um, you're not going to be in this giant, if you're in a big group setting, I don't think it really matters where you mm-hmm. practice for the most part. If you're going to be the guy on the sign and really try to, have that family approach. I think it's important to be involved in your community yeah. for a lot of reasons. One reason I think that might get glossed over people, and I think it's important, it's important to me, is that the money you give me gets spun back into this community. Because right. I live here. <laughs> You're eating at the same here. restaurants we are. It, exactly. We're going to Shopping the same at places. the same grocery yes. stores. Yes, we're giving to the same charities, <laughs> things like that. Giving, giving our, our yearly donation to the same county government. That's, that's exactly right. That's exactly right. They get that. Uh, they get my tax dollars for Dorchester as well. So how long have you been doing orthodontics overall? So I finished my, well, I'll just kind of go through my schooling. So um, I finished my, I went to college at Charleston. I finished in 98. Okay. All right. Then I went to, I took a year off and I worked for, a DHEC actually sampling wastewater. I made $19,000 a year with my <laughs> biology degree. Checking wastewater. Checking wastewater. Well done. That's what I did. And then I, 
I went to dental school after that. I never re- will forget the feeling I had sitting in my blue DHEC van getting the envelope that I had gotten accepted to dentistry, dental school. I was like, yes. <laughs> I can get out of my dickies. I'm going there. So, <clears throat> excuse me. So I went to MUSC. I was there from 1999 to 2003. And then I went to uh, Alabama, Birmingham, Alabama for my orthodontic residency. That was 2003 to 2006. And my first job was working in a group practice in Atlanta, which had perks. It also had pros and cons. Yeah. And then I ended up in Somerville the next year. So 2007, I've been, since I've been in Somerville. Wow. That's awesome. Yeah. I went in and I bought the practice from a guy. His name was Danny Dean. He was a, he was the first orthodontist in Somerville. Wow. Actually. Yeah, sure was. Great guy. Um, Learned a lot from him. Mm -hmm. I was really a valuable time for me to be able to spend a couple of years working with him prior to owning it myself and taking over. I think my practice management, my patient management, my parent management, my team management, uh, all of those things that you might not learn. All in those things I have yeah. no, zero clue about, <laughs> right? Other than, than what's just than what you're born with, I guess, so to right. speak, what you've learned in your life, um, grew exponentially during that time. I mean, I felt I felt like after that time, I was ten years ahead of where I would have been otherwise. Fantastic. So it was valuable. That's awesome. Yeah. And you've been at this current spot five years now. No, we've been in um, this current spot since I've been here. And the, the one when, right when you, across yeah. from Doty Park. So so my main office location. Oh, that's right. You have more than one office now. right yes. across from Doty Park um, in Somerville, which is right across from Daniel's Orchard. Uh, and we've, we've been here since, I've been here since 2007. This building was actually built in 2003. I was here since 2007. And it became Reagan Orthodontics in 2009. Ah, uh, okay. That's why, because I live right around the corner and I... Remember when the sign changed? Yep. Awesome, man. That's fantastic, Brett. And the other locations in Cane Bay. Yes. In case you're wondering. Cane Bay on the other side of Somerville. On the other side of Somerville, yes. <laughs> in the in the public shopping center. So all, so there. everybody who lives on that side, they don't have to drive 20 minutes to get here anymore. That's or exactly 40 minutes. Right. Yes. On a Friday afternoon. It's <laughs> our, our fun little traffic scenario. So, Britt, as an expert in your field, what are some pieces of advice that you could give the average person to improve their life? Okay. Obviously, it, we know about flossing. Okay, we know we know that one, <laughs> and nobody does it enough. I know. Hey, <laughs> I'm not even going to touch that one and be like the pot calling the kettle black. <laughs> I flossed once. Ah, so much yeah, blood. Yeah. So much blood. Yeah. There's a great cartoon that um <laughs> that I that I have somewhere in my office, and it's the patient sitting in the dental chair, and um he looks at he, the patient looks at the dentist, and he says, the dentist says, "Are you grinding your teeth?" He says, "Absolutely not. You told me to floss them." silly dental humor is terrible but anyway um so one would be avoid sodas sodas are terrible for you i mean they're terrible for your teeth let's put it that way uh the reason it's bad is because it's acidic and your mouth is not a not an acidic environment right in and the bacteria that actually cause cavities thrive in an acidic environment it's like tar baby it's like yeah heck yeah we got soda we're about to go to town on your teeth so it's a really really bad thing then let me teeth. ask some clarification on that because Please. right away i'm thinking of like Lacroix. Lacroix is not a soda that's just carbonated water just carbonated water that's okay just carbonated okay. water i just wanted to make a distinction yes. okay i can still drink my fizzy water you can still drink Ooh. fizzy water okay. absolutely you can drink that all day long all right yes good question um 
another just good piece of advice, and I don't know, I, I kind of assume everybody does it, but then again, I'm a dentist and, and an orthodontist. <laughs> so the last thing you should do before you get in your bed is brush your teeth. The very last thing you should do is brush your teeth. And after you brush your teeth, you should have nothing but water. If, if, if you say, oh, man, I'm, you know what, I'm a little bit thirsty. We'll go get some water. That's fine. You're not going to do any damage that way. Or fizzy water. Or fizzy water. That's right. <laughs> as long as it's not, doesn't have uh, sugar in it. And if you decide that, you know what, I'm still hungry, that's fine. Eat something, but then you need to go back and brush your teeth. Brush your teeth. And to get all the bacteria off them before you're asleep for eight hours. Exactly. Or six hours if you have small children. Yes. Four hours if you yes. have smaller children. <laughs> that's right. You know who you are. And you back that on up. So that's a good piece of advice. Um, also, making sure that you're being thorough when you brush your teeth. You know, you mm-hmm. want to make sure most people brush the same spots, but they also miss the same spots. So we just get in these habits. So maybe maybe go online and watch a little video and change your habits. I bet if you just held you the toothbrush it. with a different hand. Because I'm right-handed. Maybe. I'm right-handed. Maybe. Like, I'm going to brush my tooth with my right hand. It's like, okay, yep. Bottom left, upper right. You might end up brushing you know. your eyeball instead if you try to do it left-handed. <laughs> if I changed but, my other know. hand, it'd be like... You would have to mentally think because it's just a subconscious thing. You I want brush a video your teeth. of you doing that. So yes, but yes, that that might work. I don't know. I'm not do gonna, something different. I'm not going to advocate that, but it might work. <laughs> <laughs> it, could, it, could, it could work. Again, listeners, y'all know we're just yes. giving general advice. That's this right. has not been verified by the ADA. Hey, well, All well, right? some of the brushing techniques have actually okay. find They're, those online. So the the funny thing in dental school is you're sitting in you know you're in dental school you you've now learned about the modified bass brushing technique <laughs> yes there's an actual brushing technique called the modified bass and you're in the in you're in the bathroom and you're like you know we all joke was well, that the modified bass technique you're using over there and you know or one of the other ones yeah you're right dental humor is see it's 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 <laughs> that funny is to us modified bass technique <laughs> google that um something else um would be you know this is this is it's going to sound like a plug, and I guess it is, but at the same time, if you don't like your smile or your bites off, do something about it. So many people, you know, don't like it, but they don't do anything about it, so do something about it. Contact an orthodontist mm-hmm. and, 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 and talk to them about it. See what your options are. Um, another piece would be do-it-yourself health care, right? I thought you were going to say do-it-yourself braces. Would, would that, <laughs> that, that would be included. That would be included. We could talk about that, too, because that's also out there now, so... Um, do-it-yourself healthcare is typically beyond ice and band-aids is a bad idea. <laughs> ice and band-aids are good. Anything beyond that, probably not a good idea, um, including do-it-yourself do orthodontics, uh, which is out there. I got my pliers. Got I got my stuff. wire. I got my super glue. There's a lot of things um, that can happen. There's a lot of bad things that can happen. People put rubber bands around their teeth to try to close the space. The rubber band oh my gosh. goes up underneath their gum tissue. And then once it gets under the gum tissue, it continues to go up and it cuts off the periodontal ligament. And people have actually extracted their teeth by doing that on accident. Oh so, my goodness. You, you know, you'll what? have like this one success story and they're like, Hey, it worked for me. And then they tell everybody they should do it. And then, you know what I mean? So it's typically just a bad idea. Wow. So, um, that's, that's another piece of advice. Um, <laughs> Keep rubber bands out of your teeth. Keep, keep them off your that's, mouth. That's an unless, easy Unless your orthodontist is asking you to wear them, right? Um, oh, wow. And then, you know, I, I think the other thing is that I see a lot of people on a weekly basis mm-hmm. that maybe they've gone to the dentist their whole life or maybe they're, you know, a, a, you know, an adolescent or something, been going to their dentist. And, and a dentist, you know, has four years of 
I'm a dentist. I went to dental school. I, I have a dental degree, but I also went three years to be an orthodontist, which which specializes in bites, and right. smile aesthetics, and things that we're not trained for as dentists because there's just not only so much time. Right. Right. So I see kids all the time that have undiagnosed uh, malocclusions, which is a bite problem. That if it's typically a simple fix in a child, we can fix it and it would prevent a lifetime of problems if we do that. So uh. I would recommend having an orthodontic consult for every child because you don't know. It's easy to fix when they're nine. Right. Or 10 Not or as 11, easy to 12. fix when you're 29. <clears throat> right. Having said that, every kid doesn't need braces. Yeah. You know, I mean, I'm, I'm, I think people have the fear they're going to come to the orthodontist and, you know, they're going to get something right. And, and, right. What, 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 what we're going to do is we're going to point out any issues that we see, and then it's up to you to do what you want to with that information. Right. So, you know, if there is, an, is a problem, we can point it out. We'll tell you what the problems are, why it's important to fix it, and then, and then you can decide what you want to do with it because you're in charge of your own health care. I, I think that's huge because, really, up until you saying this right now, it would not have occurred to me. To have just, hey, you know what? Let's just go have an orthodontist check you out. Just in case there's something that um, we can do now that's, you know, this is hypothetical. That's, you know, 500 bucks right. instead of five grand in right. 10 years. Right, right. Or, 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 or not it, solvable in 20 years. Right, or it becomes a surgical problem yeah, in 20 exactly. years. So once you're finished growing, some of these problems become surgical problems for adults. Um, there's quite a few things in children that we can modify the bones while they're still soft. Yeah, they're still growing. They're still malleable. They're still growing. We can actually we can mold and shape that, just like you see the African. I like to tell patients this: you see the African ladies with the long necks because mm-hmm. they molded yeah, that over time. Yeah, they've been putting time. those rings on since they were they 10. Were kids, and it's the same thing. We can do that with your mouth and with your teeth. So that's pretty interesting. Um, but again, as an adult, a lot of times it's surgery. And and if, wow. if you and some of these okay. bites out there, some of the bites that are out there really can wear your dentition down to cause it it's one of those things that doesn't happen overnight right whatever over time and an, an analogy i like to use is if you have a foundation um, of a house and let's say let's say you look under there and you got you know a bunch of piers under there right support beams and piers and if you lose a couple of them nothing happens immediately in a lot of cases mm-hmm. but if you go five mm-hmm. years 10 years 20 years now you got a big problem now you right. got to go back in there now you got to fix all this other stuff and you still got to go back there. And you put still the got to fix the foundation. So, yeah. yeah. So, or you could have just fixed it to begin with and never had all those mm-hmm. other problems. So that's what it's like as far as bites. If you can just get it right initially, you can avoid. It's a not just lot about having problems. a pretty smile. It, it's not. Just Which about I think a I think smile. most people would think orthodontics and braces is just about how you feel about yourself when you look in the mirror. And I'm not saying that's bad. No, absolutely, because it starts there. Yeah. I mean, our goal, my number one goal is to, is you to improve have a smile somebody's like. self-confidence. Yeah. And when you come in, I want you to be happy with your smile. I want you to right. look in the mirror and go, man, I'm I'm so glad I did this. And that that still is number one That's on still my huge. list. I want to make sure that you're happy with that piece. I just wouldn't have first. thought about the other aspects that right. orthodontics can address beyond just having a pretty smile. Right. That's huge. Right. So that's, that's one of the big benefits, you know, of going to an orthodontist for your braces or your Invisalign. Or okay. I'm going to have to bring my kids here now before they that, can cross the street by themselves. Right. <laughs> <laughs> is that we're not just looking at your smile aesthetics. We're also looking at your bite. Right. And we know how to fix it and we know how to address it. You can see it. what it's, you, you know what it's going to, based on, oh, this is what you look like at nine. We know what it's going to look like at 29. Right. Right. And that's one of the biggest differences in having an orthodontist or a dentist do your orthodontic treatment. Mm-hmm. 
is, is having that additional three years of education to understand what the problems are and how to fix them. Wow. That's a big piece that the general public may not know. Yeah, no, definitely. I mean, why would we know? All we hear is, you know, radio ad or see the billboard like, don't like your smile. I mean, you don't have billboard ads, but right. you know what I'm talking about. Right, no, I understand what you mean. Everybody's yeah. just like, you get braces, so you have pretty teeth. You, right. get, you fix your crooked teeth, that's it. Right. Without thinking of that, no, the crooked teeth might cause more than just aesthetic problems. There might be actual issues 10 years, 15 years down the road right. that are really not good. Right. Oh, man. I've got another little piece. I had a lady in here this, this morning talking about, um, and you can decide to include this or not. I had, yeah. a lady, I had a lady in here this morning, and her daughter was considering one of the mail-in um, aligner yeah. things that you can do. You can take an impression, send it in, and she was asking my thoughts on that. So I said, look, I said, I've been, I've been trying to say that this is not a good idea for the general public for a long time. Yes, there are going to be some success cases, but the damp, the the risk way out outweigh the benefit mm-hmm. for that. So there's a so basically what's happening is a dentist is it's usually not an orthodontist, by the way. Ninety percent of the time, okay. Ninety percent of the time, it is all you have to have is a dental license. Period. You could be eighty five with a dental license and do this. You could be anybody with a dental license. Wow. Right? And what the company does is they pay the dentist. $50 to approve a computer done program to align your teeth. What? That's what they do. So they haven't looked in your mouth. Oh they my don't gosh. know what your bone status is. They don't is. know what your gums look like. They don't know what your gums look like. They don't know they, how healthy your teeth. They just have a they impression. Don't, they don't know much at all. It's like they here's just, they, the 3D shape. That's it. That's exactly what it is. So they can tell if your teeth are aligned or not. Now to line up your teeth, sometimes it's a great idea to line up your teeth. But sometimes you got to be careful where you put them. Many times you have to be careful where you put them because you can actually do more damage mm-hmm. moving them the wrong direction. Even if they look aligned to you, it could put them in a traumatic scenario. Or even worse, maybe you have some underlying bone oh or gum gosh. problems that are there that are present that nobody sees. People have sees. no idea. You have no idea, and you lose that tooth. Listen, that has happened to me in my practice watching it and having dentists watching it and a yeah. periodontist watching it. Now, the patient's well aware of it, but... Still, we're watching it, and we, right. you understand what I'm saying? A lot of times we can prevent it from happening, but even with the very even, best Even with care, all those expert eyes on the situation, right? every now and then there's nothing you can do. Correct. So, you know, there, there are some there, – there are success stories, and there's also some non-successful stories out there. So um, what we offer is, at least at our office, we offer the ability to – if you're too busy for that, we get it. So we offer virtual appointments where you can come in. We can take a scan of your mouth. We can still put you in clear aligners. Uh, we've right. done now a clinical exam, um, and we can actually. But then at least they have they have a relationship with somebody they can check on them. Somebody's looking yeah. after you at that point. If they, something goes sideways, like hey, I think is this right? Is this not right? And like oh, yeah, no, this is not right. We need to. Oh my exactly. gosh! Somebody's That's looking huge. after you, and they have a vested interest in you because their name is on. Right. And it, it's. Yeah, your stickers are You know who I am. (laughs) You're right. You know who I am. You know where to find me. Um, And and for busy people, we I completely we completely get it. One of the one of the things I'm really enjoying doing right now is um, we're calling them virtual appointments. So person comes in, we scan them. I do an aligner treatment. Uh, Behind the scenes in the aligner world, what happens is um, I get your I get your mouth and I get your mouth. I. 
<laughs> we take a scan. We put your teeth in a software program, and then I basically tell the software how we want your teeth to move from A to A to Z, right? And the software, all the software programs right now, you know, I think AI where it's going is they they ideally would like to be able to do it without me telling it what's going to be right. what will work and what won't. But it just doesn't happen. It's not there yet. It's not there. <laughs> not it, there yet. It's still, you still need a whole lot of intervention as an orthodontist understanding how to move teeth with plastic because right. it's very different than moving teeth with braces. It is an entirely different mechanics mm, behind it. Okay. So, so braces are like a lever, right? We stick something on your tooth, then we got a lever. I love yeah. it because you, when you got a lever... You can move stuff anywhere. Right. You know, Socrates, who was it? He it's, said, give me a lever long enough yeah, and I can move the world. You got it. I think it was him. Or yeah. Yeah, Socrates. So, um, uh, No, no, it was um, Archimedes. Archimedes, it was Archimedes. Archimedes. Thank you. And so, and so it's great. So we can move your tooth anywhere, basically. But with plastic, we mostly just have push vectors that we can use, so it changes things, you know. Um, and you really, there's a huge learning curve in learning how to m- manipulate teeth with plastic and... Wow. Over time, I, I, I've been doing it over 10 years now and really trying to get better and better with it mm-hmm. because I enjoy it. Um, but there's a huge learning curve. So one of the fun things that I, we do now is if you come in, you know, let's say it's going to take 52 aligners. Right. Let's just hypothetically pick a number. And you say, Dr. Reagan, you know, I'm, or you'd call me Brett, I'm, I'm super busy. I can't get in to see you all the time. No problem. Yeah, Aiden, we're going to set up a virtual appointment in about 12 weeks. Mm-hmm. And it's a real appointment that's on my books and what we do is I bring up my Mac and I FaceTime you, I call you or we, or we can Google Hangouts, but we video chat and I can monitor the progress. You, the technology is so yeah. good these days. You can put your phone oh, right yeah. up to your teeth. Crystal I can clear. see it like you're here. Crystal clear. And, and that's been really cool. And if there is something that I need to see you for, I can say, you know what, Yeah, you're going to need to come it's in. Like, eh, that tooth should not be black. Right, right. It shouldn't be black. That, what happened to that other tooth? What happened to the two front ones there? What'd you do with those? You used to have this many, and now you only have this many. Yeah, where'd those go? What happened? So that's been fun, and maybe I'll see you, you know, in some cases, twice a year. So I have patients in California, Maryland, Pennsylvania, Florida, all over the place, Greenville. Uh, wow. For whatever reason, they started with yeah. us, and now they live there. Sure. We do these virtual appointments. I'll see them once or twice a year, and it's just been really fun That's for me. amazing. It's really cool. That is really serious cool. I, I agree. Man. And, and the value that we're giving busy people, I think, is what I love about it. That's huge because traffic is only getting worse. It's only getting worse. Exactly right. It's only getting yeah. worse. If you have an appointment here at 4 o'clock in the afternoon on a Friday, you better leave at 2 o'clock and get here. That's Yes. That's why morning appointments are great, really. Right. <laughs> uh, we always try to schedule our doctor's appointments in the morning because, one, traffic's not bad. Mm-hmm. My wife is less stressed out because she doesn't have four other things to get to, <laughs> right? And typically spe- speaking, when we go there, the doctor's office is not as busy, so maybe they have a little more time to spend with my child. That's my philosophy anyway. Nice. So, That's good stuff. That's an insider scoop. All right. That, so recap. Let's see. We got avoid soda, just period, across the board. Brushing teeth should be the last thing before bed. I'm going to remember this because my four children, mostly it's me that forgets. Yes, last thing you do. Change up how you brush your teeth. 
I like that. I wouldn't have thought about that. Well, because, not necessarily just, like change. And just to be just, clear, yeah, make make sure you get the spots that you think about it. I guess right. Think about where you're brushing in your mouth and what right. spots so, are you missing. So I'm, let me. You want me to just give you a verbal yeah, like how you should it. do this? Go for it. Okay. Right. Yeah. So so the Walk best way through. to do this would be to start on your upper right side. Upper right side. I'm there. So, let me back up two seconds. You got three surfaces of your teeth. You got yep. the outside, meaning toward your cheek. Yep. Got the inside toward your tongue. Yep. Then you got the chewing surfaces got in it. between, right? Okay. All right. So you're going to start on the upper right. We're going to do the outside first. All right. Start on the upper right. We're going to go all the way around to the upper left. Okay. We get to the upper left. We're going to drop to the lower left. I wish we had video of this, listeners. You would uh, love <laughs> the descriptive <laughs> face he's making. If I, you're going to go from the lower left all the way to the lower right. Okay. And now we've done the outside completely. Outside. Now done. we're going to do the chewing surfaces. Upper right to the upper left. To the lower left, to the lower right. Now we're going to do the inside. Upper right to upper left, lower left to lower like right. It's just like cutting grass. You just done. go back and forth and, and back and forth and back and forth. And if you can get it that way, now you've done a very thorough job. You've got all the surfaces of your teeth. And, you know, you can you can maybe skip flossing a night and floss next week or now, something. Now, is that the modified bass technique? That is a part <laughs> of the modified bass technique. I'm not going to give you all the information. you got to go Google that. <laughs> Good stuff all the way around, Britt. Yeah, thanks. So now we're going to move into what we call the final four. All we right. got four questions. Oh, this sounds serious. No, it's not. Don't worry. It's, it's misleading. So question number one, I used to ask when work is over, but I realize for a lot of people that I interview, work only stop. Work is never over, but you pause from work. Okay. So when you right. pause That's from true. work, right? You don't want. Well, I don't want work to be over yet. Right. It's like right? there's always yeah. more stuff to be done. But right. when you pause from work and it's time to play, what do you like to do for fun? All right. So, um, fun is kind of a relative term once you have children because <laughs> you know. And it's in a good way. It's you a good way. Right. You know, it's a good thing, right? Because it's it's about growth, and all of a sudden, life's not about us anymore, and um, and that's a good thing. So. So what I do is I get up in the morning and I exercise. That's one of the things I like to do. I think that's fun. Yeah. Um, most days it's fun. Some days it's not. <laughs> I really enjoy that. I enjoy the F3 workout group that both you and I uh, also enjoy. It's fun because it's a group of guys that, you know, it's a way to be relational. Really and, solid relationships and, in that um, organization. Yeah. It, which is something that I, that, that one of those areas of my life that I need to work on. So the F3 helps me do that, mm -hmm. which is good. Um, the other thing that I like to do when I'm at home is, as a family, we like to play games together, like card games. Okay. Like golf is one of our favorite card games as a family. Golf? I can show you that I love sometime. golf. You know how to play it? Oh, yeah. It's you awesome. have the four cards and the kings and the aces? Six. Oh, Total six. of six. Total of six cards. Okay. Kings. This might be a modified. I, I know uh, with four cards. That's interesting. That'd be a way to do it. Okay. You could do it with four cards. I remember growing up playing golf with four cards. I'll have to Google Maybe the six card version. Maybe y'all didn't have 52 cards. Maybe we were playing with a pinochle. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Why are there kidding. 12 yeah. kings in this deck? <laughs> so, your dad had all the kings probably too, <laughs> which are zeros. And you want to have the lowest score possible. Right. So that's a great game. It passes a lot of time. And our kids really enjoy that. Nice. Um, currently, though, uh, my children, my boys are 13, 11, and my girl, daughter's nine. We're, we've been in some good Texas Hold'em games. So now, right okay. now we're playing poker. With chips. There you go. And um, that's been pretty fun, too. So that's, you know, I'm up for That's anything. a valuable skill, knowing how to play Texas Hold'em. I'm just knowing saying. Knowing how to play Texas Hold'em, how to read people, when to go in, when not to go in. You know, These are life skills. Understanding the, the flow of the table. Like, okay, uh -huh. what's the strategy? It's not just all about pure luck. That's right. That's nice. a lot of strategy there. Like so that's that. something that I like to do as well. 
that's really probably most of my fun time. I like to spend time with my family. That's my, that's that's where I right like on. to do. Convenient that your office is like a mile away from your house. Right. It's literally a mile and a half. Mile actually. and a half. If I run here and I run home, it's three miles. There you go. You got your five k done for the day almost. That's right. Three point one. All right. Final four. Question number two. In the next twelve months, what are you most excited about? All right, Yaden. So now that this podcast is over, I have nothing to look forward to. <laughs> So we're gonna have to schedule another one. All right, ten four. No. So um, in the next twelve months, what am I looking most forward to? Um, one of my life goals is to just really be a good father, and that's something that that I don't do well every day. First of all, I mean, I'm I'm not gonna say that I am the world's greatest father. I am not. I do. I, I try hard, and I have my days like everybody. Mm-hmm. My kids are at the age of thirteen, eleven, and nine. And busy, busy. They're, they're busy and they're really, you know, so I got one of this transition phase going from boyhood to adolescence mm-hmm. and I got uh, a daughter, you know, who's still in, in childhood and, and a boy who's still in boyhood and it's 11. And so watching them and trying to train them in the way that they should go is, is fun for me. And one of the books that I'm reading right now is called Stepping Up by Dennis Rainey. And it's, it's, it's a biblical call into manhood. What's a man supposed to be? What's he supposed to look like? And uh, how do we get there as men? Um, and for us to have this North Star, this compass to be able to guide us there. Uh, so, so he talks a lot about that in, in his book. In, in, and he goes through five stages of manhood uh, or that, you, that hopefully we will get to in our lives. Right. The first would be boyhood. The second stage is adolescence. The mm-hmm. third stage is manhood. The fourth stage is mentor, and the fifth stage is patriarch. Nice. So kind of identifying where you are in right. that stage. And we all come to this with different um, – some of us had great fathers as role models. Mm-hmm. Of others uh, others didn't. Others didn't even have a father. Um, and even if we had a great father, I'm sure they were lacking in some of these areas and, and how to do that. And not on purpose, but that's just kind of – Just the nature of humanity. It's the nature it's of humanity. It's the nature. Right. So I'm really excited about – doing this book uh, i'm doing it with a with a with a friend of mine uh justin dungan and we're also actually leading it out at f3 on fridays right now which has been very exciting that's probably been right the most on. exciting thing I've, I've been excited about in the in the last six months and looking forward even though it's going to only last the next four or five weeks i'm excited to see what comes out of that and nice it, it, it well, you have a lot knows? at stake you who have knows? a 13 year old and 11 year old and then applying that to my that's children. awesome yeah yeah applying that to my children in the best way that i can right you know Good for you. That's good. So final four, question number three. What is a parting piece of advice that you'd like to share with the audience? Parting piece of advice. So something we talk about in, I'll give you two. So something that we talk about in our office a lot is communication is so important. How I mean, communication is very important. And I work in an office where it's me and there's um, eight to nine ladies that, that work with me as well. And you know, what, what we say is that 99% of all offenses are miscommunications. Mm-hmm. 99%. You know, I, I probably, it, let's take you and I, for example. Maybe you say something to me and I get offended by it, but I don't tell you. And then um, it goes on for a week or two and I've been carrying this around. And then if I don't do anything about it, then I'm going to begin to kind of hold a grudge against right. you yeah. over time. Naturally. Naturally. And, it, and you know what? We've never even had a conversation about it. So and I don't even know what happened. You don't even know what happened. So just go into that person. Saying, I have somebody hey. like that in my life right now. I have no idea how I offended him. Yes. And he won't tell me. And I've asked him. 
Ah, oh, that, that's tough. Yeah. So, so, but like, you know, one use a 24 to 48 hour. Listener, rule. it's not you. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> Is it me? No. Okay. <laughs> so use a 24 to 48 hour rule. Um, at the end of that 48 hours, if it's still important to you, then, then you should go to that person yeah. and say, Hey, here's what happened. You know, what was going on? And 99% of the time it's a miscommunication. You misread the situation or either they misspoke something, mm-hmm. right? But they didn't mean to offend you in any way. Right. And, and giving people the benefit of the doubt in those I situations. I like that 24, 48 hour thing. Cause that gives time for emotions to run their course. Right. Yeah. Maybe you were just having a bad day. Yeah. It's like, you, Oh, you know what? Not that just, I was having a bad, I was angry right. about some, someone cut me off in traffic right. and I showed up irritated. Right. And the next day it's not that big. It's like, oh, not big. And deal. then you can just, you can just not worry about that. Or if piece. it is a big deal, you're not emotional when you have the conversation. That's another big piece. That's yeah. another big piece of the 24 to 48 hour rule. And then you go to them and, and it's, um, right. and, and you'll discover, uh, I think in life that if you, if you'll apply that to your life, that, 99% of the time, it's just a miscommunication. Mm-hmm. There's not that many evil people out there. I, evil I is out there. I know that, but but there's a lot of nice people out there. Right. They really didn't mean to hurt your feelings, <laughs> so you got to give people the uh, benefit of the doubt. So as a part of that, there's a great uh, saying that I have, and it's smile and forgive is the only way to live. So, you know, smiling at people and then obviously forgiving people because most of the time they did not mean to hurt your feelings to begin with. That's awesome. Smile and forgive. That's the only way to live. I, I actually that. got that in a fortune cookie. I'm not kidding you. And it was for an orthodontist. I'm like, what? this is amazing. <laughs> yes. I got that in a fortune it's cookie. It's like the Holy Spirit was there. It was there. Yeah. You just never know. Like I said, the, so, sometimes we are swimming, trying to get somewhere. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, seek and you shall find. That is somewhat true. And then sometimes you can seek too hard and never get there. Right. Just like me trying to figure out what I wanted to do. I just had to be open to opportunities, mm-hmm. right? I just sometimes you just got to sit back and be open to opportunities. That's and, right. And it came to me in that in that case. That doesn't mean be passive. Put your best foot forward and let God take care of the rest. I, you know, so don't be passive. We want to reject passivity. You got to be doing something. You got to be doing. Something. Do something. Do something. Don't just sit around. All right. Question number four. Final four. Question number four. What's the best way for the audience to get in touch with you? Um, there's, it's really up to them. However, they'd like to get in <laughs> no, touch you're with everywhere. me. You're really? Facebook, so Instagram, right. website, you're everywhere. Right. So they can, they can call us at 843-871-4411. That's our phone number. If they prefer to do that another way, they can, um, go to Facebook and they can Facebook message us. <coughs> they can also visit our website, which is drorthodontics.com. Um, and there's a online consult request on there that they can fill out Okay. and they can let us know how they want us to get in touch with them, whether it be text message, text, email, email phone, phone, phone. Exactly. Nice. Super convenient. Yes. Or they can come out to F3 at Doty Park at 530 <laughs> in the morning on Monday, Wednesday or Friday. Monday, Wednesday, Friday, 530 right around the corner. <laughs> Hopefully I'll be there. I'm not there every, every day, but yes. All right. So not in the notes, bonus round. Oh boy. Bonus round, bonus question. And I heard this question on another podcast that I listened to, and I just like, wow, I love this. So okay. asking all of our guests this question, what is saving your life right now? It could be a specific watch. It could be a cup wow. of coffee, a pen that you love. What is saving book. my what is, life what is, right relationship, now? Relationship, what is saving your life right now? God, that's a giant question. That's that, a giant question. Um, and there's all kind of ways you can go with that. 
So, um, okay, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna have to pick. A, a, just pick. A, it's an okay. Avenue to it's go. Okay. Yeah. Run so, with it. Obviously, my not obviously, but my wife is is a very strong piece of my life, and um, when we put energy into our relationship, we get energy back out of our relationship in a very very positive way. Um, she's mm-hmm. always been a rock for me, um, in no matter what scenario I've been in, and you know life is stressful. Yeah. Yeah, we yeah, all it have is. stress yeah, in the face, and so she's been super helpful. Um, that's that's probably what's saving my life right now. That's awesome. Greer Reagan. Greer, saving Brit's life. There you go. Yep. Save this podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, thank you. Well, Britt, thank you very much for taking time out of your schedule to be with us on the show, uh, to give us time for the interview. Listeners, we've been talking with Britt Regan, doctor, the very venerable Dr. Britt Regan, uh, orthodontist right here in Somerville. He's doing great things here in Somerville, impacting lives, not just for smiles to look, but that is huge so people can feel good about their smile and feel better about themselves. But this other stuff that we talked about, orthodontics, changing people's lives in ways that you can't quite see in a mirror. That's awesome. Yeah, thank you. I appreciate you having me, and I appreciate the opportunity. So you've been listening to Somerville Advice Givers, where we connect you with the advice you need for when life happens to you. I'm your host, Yaden Smith. Have a great week. We'll see you next time.